Welcome on folks to this week's Tune the Court. And today we're going to talk about uh, the good draw away at least, another tough, tough place to go to. Uh, we'll talk about the midweek game against Huddersfield, the win in the Carabao Cup, and then we'll speak to Michaela later on uh, about the women's more signings again in the women's game, just absolutely loads of signings there. And then we'll finally touch on the another tough away match this week to Brighton. Joined by the three lads again, Carly, Richie, and Chris. Afternoon, boys. How are you, boys? How are things? Afternoon, lads. How are you? How are we all? All good. All good. Uh, start on the latest match, Carly. Uh, I said after matches, it was a typical outside football, blood and snots. And uh, it was just a great game to watch. Really, really was. Yeah, it was a brilliant game, Joe. And, and I, do you know what, Joe? As, I, I obviously went for Leeds last week. I mean, prediction, I, you know, first game back after how many years away from the top five football. And, you know, but I got a hand to, to the evidence side. Um, I think it's it's a good sign that we're, we're disappointed that we didn't come away with three points from that game because I think we should have. Um, don't get me wrong, it would have taken too well if you'd given me that before the game. But, you know, hindsight's a great thing. And looking back in the game now, we probably should have wrapped up the three points. Uh, speaking to one of the, the uh, guys I work with, he's a staunch lead supporter. And he, he couldn't get over the difference between everyone this year compared to last season. Um, I thought we played excellently. Okay, look, I know we're going to go into the game, but not, we all know what the issue was last week. And, and that's the tour de four came now on a road. Unfortunately, Michael Keane has made a mistake for us and, and has led to a goal. Um, now you can go down different roadways but the simple fact of the matter is he's costing his goals now so he shouldn't be in the team it might sound harsh but um, I think Ben Godfrey's back this week so I, I possibly could see Keane being taken out but overall Joe I thought it was a brilliant game plan I thought but it wasn't pretty wasn't you know pretty on the eye I get that and we're not playing you know Barcelona-esque football but it was effective football and it was a good game plan and, and as I say we came away with a point but we should really have gotten three points out of that game you know and I know people were were uh, <clears throat> critical of Dom um, I think the first say I think the first shot was a good save by the keeper he should have put the second one away it was a great true ball by Alex Awobi it should have been dinked over but look uh, he, he's not fully fit and we've heard of a toe injury since you know post Leeds game and I don't think he's he's back up to speed, but no, it was a great, terrific uh, point for me because I don't think many teams are going to go there this season and take uh, anything. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, I think we've actually the two games last season as well, which they're, they're great games for football. And uh, like someone says, like a, a neutral player or a neutral friend of mine said, a uh, great game to watch, old style ref letting things go. Like it was a it was a tough tough game, but great to see. I think it's what you expect with Leeds nowadays, you know, that it's going mm. to be open at both ends, that they're going to come at you and they're going to leave gaps at the back and it's, you know, it's just going to be kind of end-to-end stuff and it's it's the energy that they play with and you, I suppose it's not that we tried to match it, but we we, we brought our own our own style to the game as well and we and we stayed in it, you know, I suppose they had, I suppose we, I thought we started relatively okay, you know, they had a lot of possession, but we contained it very well, you know, kind of restricted them to shots from outside the area, never really threatened us. Which was which was comfortable. The only thing I kind of was disappointed about was we we tended to sit back and kind of 
you know, as they were dominating the ball. And then we were forced into just launching the ball, just kind of getting rid of it. And we weren't getting our attackers into the into the game first half, you know. So the boys were kind of isolated up front and, and we couldn't get them in. But second half, again, we, we started playing some really, really good stuff. But, I mean, as you said, just really enjoyable game to watch. Kind of had everything. As you said, the ref kind of um, let it go as much as he possibly could. Kind of second half changed a little bit towards the end, you know, some some, some silly ones. But um, all in all, just, just really enjoyable would have been a whole lot more if we'd have, if we'd have managed to get the three points out of it. Saying kind of three points, yes, a draw is not a is not a bad result there. But when you look at results kind of this season, we it seems that we're kind of falling back into normal patterns where away wins are harder to come by and stuff like that. And when you when you have the lead twice to let it go, it's 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 tough to take, especially when it's down to a mistake. Because you know we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about our, our where we'll finish and stuff like that, and fine margins and a couple of points here and there. And these are points that we should that we should be picking up. The game was there to be wrapped up, and that's that's what's disappointing for me. You know, we really need to be putting these kind of games to bed if we want to not not make a statement, but just kind of talk. To, to do as, as well as we possibly can because we had the hard work done going to, going ahead twice away from home and it's just letting teams back into it but again it's 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 individual errors that I'm sure we'll touch on throughout this podcast you know because it's 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 a team the last couple of weeks unfortunately yeah that seems letting us down I know I know you don't you don't like this at all Chris but uh, I have said the atmosphere it, it was it was really really good and I think that's why I know like we were on top, especially in the second half, but I think the crowd really, really helped them. Yeah, look, um before the game, you know, I said that I think if we get through the first 15, 20 minutes without conceding and we get the first goal, I think we would have a good chance. It was always gonna be, you know, hostile and road is in general, but as we said, their first game after eighteen years with a full house in the Premier League they were going to be bang up for it. And obviously the team was going to respond and that. So I thought um, first 20 minutes, we, we kept our shape relatively well. They didn't have a whole lot, a lot of sort of shots on goal. Now they had all the ball, you know, we were under pressure. We were sitting deep and we didn't really have that outlook. You know, we were just launching the ball, clearing the ball and it was coming back at us and did a couple of corners and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we, we, we had that kind of outlet that we, as the game wore on, especially after we went 1-0 up, we said before, we have that little bit more pace now to get in behind, especially with Gray and Decore pushing on. And so we have that little bit more where we can hurt teams. And I think Andre, uh, sorry, Damari Gray, he, he showed it a couple of times when he burst up the right wing there and put a couple of balls across the box, you know, so that's that's kind of going to make teams a bit more wary of us. They can't really just play a high line and pan us in. They have to stay, you know what I mean? They have to stay back a little bit more. But um, overall, in the grand scheme of things, I think it was probably a fair result. I mean, they had they had all the ball. And that was part of the game plan because we don't have the legs or the pace to go toe-to-toe. Not, not many teams do. That's the one thing about Leeds. We all know how fit they are, how hard they work. They're relentless. Doesn't matter what score, whether they're winning or losing, they just keep coming and coming. You know, their movement off the ball. I think it took us a while to kind of get the hang of it, but once we settled down, we kept our shape well. And I thought the two lads in the middle were both really, really good. Alan and Decore. We had worries about the midfields, but I thought the two of them were excellent, and the two of them breaking forward at times. So. 
just seem to be more of a more of a cohesive unit. I think they've been so far they look like they're being coached well, they all know the roles. You know, you know where to be, when to cover, when to push on. So we seem very well organized, but um it is disappointing the chances we had, like we we know we'll, we'll touch on Calvert Lewin later on. And I don't think he has. I think he's only started full training this week, judging from the training photos that came out earlier on. So he's going to be lacking a bit of sharpness and that. And look, everybody knows it's as much as he's developed, it's one of his, the, the parts of his game he needs to improve is his one-on-ones and those kind of situations, you know. But hopefully that can be coached into him. He started out his career. He hasn't always played as a centre-forward coming through in his early years. So... He's developed a lot of his game, so hopefully that's one thing. Maybe just a bit more composure or in front of goal. But overall, I think any team playing Leeds there would have struggled, no matter who they played with the occasion and the crowd. And I thought once they got back to two all, I thought we're in trouble here. You know, the momentum, they just keep coming and coming and it was going to be inevitable. But we had a couple of opportunities ourselves, you know. We, we, we kept going forward. We had a deflected shot there that just narrowly went wide. And we had a headed corner for Michael Keane and injury time there. We could have nicked it as well. So we gave as good as we got, really. So the signs are good that we we um, we carry a lot more of a threat to go there and have 17, 18 attempts on goal. I know we won there last year, but, I mean, it was back to the wall the whole second half, really, last year. So... So, yeah, a lot of positives. And as the lads touched on, there's obviously a couple of negatives where, you know, mistakes are making or we're making things hard for ourselves. But we'll, we'll touch on that later on. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll, <clears throat> what we'll, do, we'll start off the negatives. Um, I think Colly Kane, like he, he's just had a nightmare start to the season. He really has. But, but uh, him and me, I, I thought they'd do well as a parent. <clears throat> but it was, it was like a comedy show to tell them. I don't know what I mean it was going on with Bamford. It was just, he was at him all the time. I, I get the man marking bit, but there was a couple of handbags and it, it was just, it was embarrassing to see the two of them falling around the place. But uh, just keen, I mean, they don't seem to work as a parent, Polly. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Joe. Um, you have to remember as well, Keane made a mistake at the very end of the last season against City. Um, so, you can kind of so that was that game, and obviously since the season's begun, he, he's made mistakes now that have led to a goal. One thing I will say, and it's he need he needs to get his head in, in order. But one thing I will say is with the Corey pushing up a lift forward upfield, he's not ha- he doesn't have to sit in two uh, in mm. front of the centre back. So it's it's really just Alan. So you know they can be overwhelmed there and. Um, that's why I, I prefer to see possibly Godfrey in there because he has that that pace or that turn of pace, Joe, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he made a mistake and, and they were just too far apart to do them. And they didn't seem to be on the same wavelength at all for Leeds goal. And okay, man got in and he finished it well, whatever. And and then Leeds second goal, you know, Rafinha is now starting to become a bit like Danny Yings. You know, yeah, put, your, say, yeah. put your money on Rafinha to score against us, you know. But it was a cracking goal. But again, mistakes in the lead up to the goal, and, and you know, we had opportunities to clear that ball, and it wasn't cleared. And well, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Benitez has worked on that uh, during the week, but I, I genuinely can't see Michael Keane starting on, on Saturday uh, against Brighton Joe, if I'm being honest. 
Do you think, Rich, that it's it could be a <coughs> excuse me a confidence thing? Like, like he because he was he was talked to getting in the English squad for the Euros, and then obviously he didn't get picked in the end. So do you think it's like a confidence thing, McKay? Among others, I do. Yeah, um, he seems to go through these slumps. You know, when he's playing poorly, it seems to be kind of a knock on, and we seem to it it seems to kind of come in in sports like this, but. I suppose another thing is with fans back in, you know, that the intensity is a little bit higher and he's kind of chasing, you know, the pace of the game is faster. And we know he's not the, he's not the quickest on the ground. So I think that has cost him and in, in the two games, but they're, they're, they're horrific mistakes the last two weeks. You know, you, you, you know, Collie's, he's right in what he's saying in regards to if, with the core playing a little bit more forward that he doesn't have the cover, but there's no explanation for, for or there, there's no kind of defending on, for, for what he did, you know, for, for those type of errors. They're very, very simple things to deal with. And as well, he made the wrong decision afterwards. He went chasing the man instead of, in, instead of, instead of coming inside. When Meany was after coming across, he made the wrong decision there. So I thought the second one as well, three of them caught under the ball. No one, no one attacked it. It's, it's, it's just really poor, you know. And it's, I suppose you started, you mentioned Keane and Mina. It's not that long ago we were saying, oh, these are our two centre-halves, you know, that we just... I, I really don't know where we go with, with what we have. Obviously, we want Godfrey back in there, but, you know, we've said it with Holgate, we've said it with Keane, we've said it with Mina, that we really don't know who to, who to trust at this stage. I mean, right now, you're looking at, at, at Godfrey and Mina, but I, I really don't know what, what, what the answer is. You know, it's, it, it's, a, it's, one of the, it's the, the main worry that you see when you watch us because you kind of say, right, if teams are pick on to this they'll start to press us a little higher and if they have that kind of fear in the back of their mind it's just going to be mm. a calamity of errors and it's just you get punished you know that's the thing in this league you get punished time and time again and it's small margins and we just can't afford to be given teams a goal lead on as if we're going to be doing that you know it, 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 it's, it's so so costly he definitely needs I was very surprised to see him play against Huddersfield just to jump ahead, maybe he was to try to try try to get it out of his mind and stuff like that. But yeah, I I really think that it's time to 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 give him a break from it and try to try to build his way back into it. But again, it all depends on what options are there, you know. Yeah, yeah, he he's just he's just zero confidence at the moment, Chris. I don't, again, I don't know what it is. Whether it's when he makes one mistake, it just stays on his mind. But uh, from being like, I mean, he was such an assured defender start of last season, especially. But now he just he just shits himself every time the ball comes towards him. I think last year, you know, empty stadiums that we were we were saying how how well he was playing and he was heading everything away and even talking about how his distribution had improved. He was, if you remember the goal we got against West Ham in the cup, he had a great mm-hmm. diagonal ball over the top and in point for a goal, but. He just goes through these phases where we know he's a confidence player and he's had issues with his mental health and his self-belief and that's all well. And, you know, of course you're going to support him and back him there, but like we, we can't afford to carry anybody. You know, I, I couldn't, you feel at the minute that he needs to be taken out of the team, but what's that going to do for his confidence? You know, he's dropped by England, he gets dropped from the Everton squad and, you know, it's not just... Like I said last week, Kane, he's played his best stuff at me and alongside him. Most of those games tended to be last year when we played a low block away from home, mm. especially. We, we camped on the edge of a round box. And, you know, we had two sitters, as, as Collie rightly touched on, in front of him. 
and we were trying to force the ball out wide and crosses were coming in and he'd deal with a lot of it, you know, but the mistakes he's made against Southampton, like he was near enough on the halfway line, dithering on the ball. The leads when he was caught in no man's land, got his feet tangled. So we want to play football now on a higher line. And he just, when team when players press him and the pressure is put on, I think he just hesitates and he doesn't, it's not natural to him, you know, that kind of way. Mm. We signed him from Burnley because he was sitting on his old goal, goal line, heading balls away, everything that, it was easy enough for him. Mm-hmm. So, like someone like Ben Godfrey, who has that recovery pace, you probably, if that was Godfrey in that situation, even if he hadn't made the mistake, he probably would have had the pace to chase down and maybe get back ball, goal side or, you know, force him back or something. So, it's a tricky situation. Um, you know, it's three games in. You don't want to come down too hard on the lad, but I, I think we, we we really do need a kind of a top-class centre-back, don't we? Like, mm. Godfrey, as good as he is, he's still learning. He's only, he's only a young lad. He's a lot to learn from a defensive point of view for his position and play and decision-making as well. He's going to improve for the experience. I think Yerry Mina is just a monster when he's on it. The question is always with Mina. Can he stay fit? He gets too many stupid injuries, quad injuries or hamstring injuries from overstretching and being unorthodox. So mm. I don't just don't think chopping and changing our back line is doing us any favours whatsoever. We do we do need to try and get a two that are that are sort of settled, you know. It's just baffling now why we gave Keane a five year deal last year. Yeah. I don't I don't really understand that. I mean, there's two years left, so they're gonna offer him a deal. Theoretically, they should give him another contract because he's probably our best natural centre back. But you know, you just don't know. Like, I mean, he's aggressive. You know, he, he snide. I know he has a bit of play acting. He he knows how far to push and without mm. kind of getting himself into too much trouble. But he's aggressive. He's strong. He's snidey. Michael Kane is just like a baby Labrador. He's just uh, <laughs> gentle, and you know what I mean. It's just it's no aggression or about him at all. But uh, look, we don't want to hammer the guy. I was going to do do good for the confidence, but um, I just I think he I still think he'll be he'll keep him in the team. I just have a feeling Benitez is going to try and get him to play himself back into form, kind of a way. He's going to stick with him and show a bit of loyalty to him. I don't think Godfrey will play this weekend. You know, he was he was he was in this travel down to Huddersfield, and he wasn't part of the squad because they didn't want to take a chance on him. So, I mean, he's had, what, two days training since? Three days training? It's not mm. going to make a whole lot of a difference before I go down to Brighton. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I say he might even be on the bench, but maybe, you know, it might be Kane and Mina again, especially if we talk about Brighton later on. But while we're on it, like they have Duncan, Shane Duffy, two tall lads mm. from set pieces and stuff. So, Michael Kane is probably going to keep, keep a run in the team there because of... Is the is set pieces, but they haven't been the best either recently. But I'm I'm, I'm muffling on now. But go on. Yeah, just on me, Nicole, he, uh, like Chris said, he's, he's probably. I think what Godfrey, even though he is still there, I think he's just he's the first time on a team sheet at, at centre half. But Mina, uh, he's just. I don't know what the... He's just all over the place. <laughs> he's he's not... I mean, at one stage, I think he tried to do a suplex on Patrick Bamford in the corner. So, uh, he's just a... He's just a nutcase. 
Yeah, there is a bit of element about him. He's, he's such a likable guy as well, Joe, you know. Mm. Uh, but isn't it funny that, you know, maybe this time, 12 months ago, we were looking at, say, Holgate as a third centre-half and, and Ben Godfrey as a fourth centre-half, you know, and yeah. Keane and one and two. But how times have changed. For me now, I'd put probably uh, Godfrey one and, and, and Mina two. I think Chris rightly said, I think they're their best partnership. But... um. Looking ahead to, to to Saturday's game of Brighton and they have Duffy there and you know how how effective they can be at, at corners, you know. But um, now Mina is he's a bit of a head case, Joe, and and but I like him. I have to say, and oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's, when he's, he's on it, available. He's yeah, just, uh, he's, he's he's not a liability. Unorthodox, just, I think, is the yeah. is the word, uh, Joe. Mm. Uh, unorthodox. So yeah, he he. Uh, He's he's a good centre half and, and it's just unfortunately he can't seem to stay fit and what has to do with his actual height, I'm not too sure, but he's niggling injuries and he'd he'd have a bit of a run of games and then he gets injured and he could be gone for another four or five games and he comes back again. So you know, but now he he, he certainly would be um he certainly would be one one of two names forced on the team sheet for me if fit for the centre half positions, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just, I just think he's. He reminds me of uh, Gareth Barry, which does it. There's a definite yellow card on him every single match. He, he's just one of these. And I, I like Chris said, and I think it's Collie's favourite word, a bit of snide, but uh, like he really, really walks the line. He does, but he, you know, Bamford is a serious threat, and he pushed him. I said Bamford's head was melted afterwards from what he was doing to him, like, <laughs> and that's what you want to do as a centre half to kind of get inside these heads and try to upset him as much as possible and he look it's strange watching whatever methods he goes about it but it was effective you know because you know he, he took care of business and that's what you want yeah it was it's messy and it, it's probably because he's big long dangly fella like that he seems all over the place but he's well able to use himself and throw himself around and I'd say we only see the half of it on TV you know that there's elbows and knees going all directions like and yeah I, I was kind of impressed the way he did it you know that he he kept him really quiet and you could just see that he was in his ear and it, look it was going both ways Bamford was on to him as well but yeah no, I, I was impressed with Mina the weekend as, mm. as unorthodox as, as he looks at times but uh, I suppose it wouldn't be hard not, not to be coming down on Mikey Keane again but that's what he was up beside you know <laughs> <laughs> Alright listen uh, you heard it here first lads this is it I'm going to say these three words that no one thought I would ever say Chris I will be played well I thought it was actually very, very good. It was probably one of his better games, really. But the, the ball he played for Dom, I know Dom missed the chance, but the, the little slight ball he played into him, I mean, what a pass. Look, we've, we've eaten him alive on here for hmm. a year and a half since he signed some, him. Some of you have, some of you have. When you, when you sign someone for 28 million, you're expecting them to produce straight away and yeah. it just hasn't happened now. Whether chopping and changing managers and different players, different systems, and we've been rubbish for the last five years, pretty much. Mm. You know, has has he found it hard to settle? And but you know, even last season, Joe, like he went through a decent run of games there. Fulham away, notably, he set up a couple of goals. He looked very good cutting inside off the right. And you know, we we were we were on the podcast saying, hopefully now this is his, he'll kick on now. He'll, you know, we looked to have found a position for him and the system for him. And 
as I think Collie rightly said, he, he got a he got a knock and he missed a couple of games and he's back in and comes on as a sub and he looked absolutely dreadful and you know he could go ten or fifteen games and do nothing and doesn't help his confidence and that so we, we've kind of been here before with him like you know there's there's something there's something there with him and you see the video mm. the club put out a couple of a week or so ago about who's the most skillful player most of the the team said it will be. I listen, there was brown envelopes, brown envelopes being changed. There's definitely no, there's there's a watch. Obviously, they obviously they can see something in them to persist with them, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe look, just maybe he's being coached properly. You know, it's early days, look, but maybe Benitez is coaching the guy because under Ancelotti, as as we all know now, apparently the, the lads were told just play, just play without any kind of instruction. And so this, he seems to be doing the work on the training ground, telling them, this, this is where I want you, this is what I want you to do. If this happens, you do this. So he know, each player knows their role and the responsibilities and where they have to be and where they have to be when we're attacking, their shape and we're defending. So as a whole, we seem a lot more organised. And you kind of wonder whether Wobie at times, has, is he distracted by the lifestyle, the cars and... Yeah, yeah. video games and watches and planes and you know he's a young lad but maybe he's maturing a bit and he realises he knows his audience a bit more and he knows he has to look around because he's working very hard as well you know we, you've seen him in games where he's just run like he had a parachute on he was just just trotting around the place and you know he was he was been, been dreadful but He's probably he's probably our main right winger at the minute, and Townsend as backup. You would you would think he does offer us that bit of pace and directness, and coming in off the right, if he can put little true balls through like that, well, that's that's exactly what we're expecting of. So like all like all the players, Joe, it's just about consistency. You know, we want the lad to do well. We want him to turn it around. So hopefully he can he can build on this little platform now as i said maybe as the right manager and if he can keep putting these performances in week after week after week and not get any niggling injuries and get some momentum and it always helps when the team is doing well as well and there's a good atmosphere and a good team spirit around the place so hopefully he'll get a bit more belief in himself and a bit more confidence and you know the fans will start giving him a giving him a bit of praise credit where it's due and criticism oh, yeah. to anybody when it where it's due, you know, if they're not pulling their weight, they'll be called out, rightly so. But when players are doing well, they they deserve to be, you know, applauded for it. So let's hope it continues this time. Yeah, I think, like I said, listen, nobody slays a Wobby more than me, I don't think. But Colly, like when when he does well, like the frustrating thing with me is we know he can do and he knows he can do, but it's just uh, it's just getting like, consistently doing it week after week after week for like eight, nine, ten games. Where uh, that's where my frustration comes in that he just he, like he'll do it two weeks in a row and then go back to being the, just the lazy shit bag that like we've seen too many times. I for the for Air Force podcast of this season, Joe, I, I'd written down a few notes and stuff. And one of the things I wrote down was no some pretty player on the Benitez this season I put down Alex Iwobi, um because I don't think Iwobi will get away with a lot of the stuff that he got away with last year mm. um, 
I I just hope at the end of the the Huddersfield game, uh, Benitez said he he was uh, he picked up a, a slight injury. I just hope that doesn't rule him out for Saturday because, mm. as Chris rightly said last season, he he, uh, he went through a run of games and done he done well, and then he picked up a knock, spent a couple of weeks on the sidelines, and then struggled to find that form that he was in. Um, but I, I thought it was a super touch by both Benitez and Coleman to bring him over to the fans at the end of the Huddersfield game the other night. Um, obviously, fans' reaction towards him has been spoken about amongst himself and, and, and the squad of players and management as well. And Obviously, he feels that, or he, he realises that possibly he hasn't done as, as, as well as he possibly could do, you know, the kind of way. And, but he continues putting in performances and he, he's probably one of the best Everton players so far this season in that he started the season so well compared to others. Mm-hmm. So if he continues on that same trajectory and, and like he scored you the night, which was great to see. I'd love to see him get another, you know, two, three, four, five goals over the next, you know, I know they've uh, an international break coming up after Brighton, but when they come back from that, if he could pop in with a goal or two, again, build the confidence up. He does seem like a confidence player, and and if he gets a running team, he could potentially have, you know, a good player on our hands. But it's up to himself, Joe. He needs to put it in every week, and I just think with Benitez now, I don't think he'll have any other option but to put it in. If you know what I mean, um, I, I I just, I know again we've spoken about this before in the past, Joe, but it's a different evidence side. It's 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 pace and power now. And geez, I, I never thought I, I, I would say them words about Everton, um, to be honest with you, um, for a while. Because the last, like, as, as much as everyone loved Ancelotti, I just thought we were very, you know, we didn't, we had no pace about us, you know, the kind of way. And it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant football to watch. Not that at the moment people might say, well, it's, just, it's actually worse to watch at the moment. I don't think it is. I think results is all that matters. Um, and if you can if you can get a, a win on uh, against Brighton on Saturday, Joe, that's what seven points out with possible nine and into the next round of 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 the uh, cup. So can't really say more than that, can you? No, exactly. Yeah, good start. Just on Wobby, Rich. Um, do you think uh, the Townsend signing has kind of put it up to him because he wasn't really under pressure. Like, we didn't really have. Like another option on that on that right side. So Townsend now he started actually. I think he started very well. But uh, do you think that is just the pressure that Townsend now he's a bit of competition? Possibly. You know, it's it's not something that I considered. I suppose with with Wobi, he's been utilised in a lot of positions. You know, whether it's that we couldn't find a place <laughs> to put him, but he's been shoved here, there, and everywhere. Kind of since he's arrived, whether it's on the left, whether it's on the right, right wing back, he's played in a lot of positions. So. Mm. I, I personally think that it's down to a lot of coaching and just having a, a plan, not so much coaching a Wobie, but, but having having a plan as a team, trying to get our attackers into the game more, breaking more as a unit as opposed to give it to Hammers and see where see and see what he'll do with like like it was at part, mm-hmm. at times last season. So and then it's a lot of it can be confidence, you know, and I suppose you need to be pushed as as you said, bringing Townsend in and you know, I suppose you can see that they brought him down to to give him the accolades and stuff. So they know what fans are thinking and stuff. So they know that we've been shouting about bringing in a top class right winger for for two years now. You know, so it's time is 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 a time that the that the penny has dropped with him and says right that there's an opportunity for me to to really lay down a marker here. And you would hope so. But um, look, it's 
it's early days. I thought he was excellent when he came on it against Southampton and really helped to turn the tie there to get it get us over the line. And again, first half, I think all the attackers weren't really in the game on Saturday. But uh, second half, he, he was excellent. Just his use of the ball and, you know, going at players a little bit more direct. His passing was better. And that ball, as you said, in, in, in for Dom, if, it, if he'd have finished it, it was, it was brilliant. Or if it was mm-hmm. if it was Hammers again, you know, we'd be, we'd be raving about the quality yeah. of it. So, look, it's, it's, it's early days. I thought he was really good again on Wednesday night, but it's just, let's not get carried away either because he's let us down in the past. But look, all credit to him so far and you just want him to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just like I said, just the consistency with him. That's that's just the thing that kind of lets him down badly. Uh hopefully it doesn't stink the place out against Boyton, but just like you said, Carly, like he I hope he's not injured too badly. Uh just another plus, Chris. Uh I think this lad is just gonna be I think Gary Lindiger said hope you wanted the uh sign this season to Marty Gray. Absolutely electric pace he's, and he just he's he, He's what I want from a winger. Just gets the ball, puts the head down, and it's gone. That's what you want. He's so versatile as well. He can play anywhere across the front tree. He can swap wings. He can play in behind. He's really good. Um, he put a few great balls in against Southampton as well. But he, he just, even when he's not doing that, he looks dangerous. You know, all it takes is mm-hmm. a little ball and he's gone down the line he just gives us that that ability to stretch teams and if we're defending or under pressure we have an out ball we have we can counter attack and transition the ball a lot more quicker as we said before we seem to be getting a lot more bodies in the box in general we get four or five men in the box now so when we do get get you know into the final third we have options and we're not just turning the ball over and getting caught out of shape I thought uh Again, against Leeds, first half especially, he was our, our real outlet for us. As I said, he got up the wing a couple of times. He can carry the ball. You don't, you just don't know what he's going, what he's going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And like his goal, it was really, really well taken. It looked, it just looked like he'd sort of lost control of it, and he'd gone out too far away from goal. But to re- readjust himself and hit it so early, he just caught the keeper off guard. It was just. <laughs> Frisp along the surface, clean as you like, beautiful strike, and that's going to do him the world of good for his confidence. And I know it was only pre season as well, but even when we got the penalty out in the US, he wanted to stand up and take it in his first game, and he put it away well. So he seems to he seems to be aware of himself that at Leicester and maybe when he went out to Germany, he was still relative like a younger lad and you know, a prospect, but now he's at the age, now he's 25, where he's a man, he's more mature, and he has to really kick on and start showing some leadership and taking some responsibility, and he seems to want to do that, and he doesn't, mm-hmm. he seems he doesn't have any fear, and nothing really phases him, he'll just get the ball and he'll go, and, you know, for a million and a half, that's, you know, it, it's a really, really good piece of business, I know eyebrows were kind of raised, Initially, when when you know it came out, when he came out with Townsend, but so far so good. But look, like any winger, he has to just sustain it because mm-hmm. wingers are notoriously patchy, and they go through a couple of games where they're off it, and you know, you know, you can say that about a Wobi as well. Any winger really can kind of drift in and out and show flashes. But so far, he's started the season really well. He's got his first goal. The fans have really taken to him. He's exciting and gets you off your seat. So, you know, again, just hopefully he can he can really uh, 
be consistent and he can continue for the, for the duration of the season in that vein because we've a really really good player on our hands if if he can uh, if he can carry that on. Uh, I think it's someone else. I think it was. Uh... And that's one of the lads on match today. Colin said that this this is his like kind of last chance alone at his age. Like he needs to start to produce. No, he did do in flashes. I remember him at Leicester saying, "Geez, this lad looks a player," but like he never kept the fruition. But this this is kind of it for him now. He needs to start showing. I do show. Uh, there is one critical element of his uh, performance or displayed against. Uh, Against Leeds, that uh, you know, I just have to mention it is his goal celebration. He needs no, to have to start that, that, that was shocking. He, he, he needs it. to start yeah. it out because no. thought his knee was going to go the way he no, fell no on the chairs ground, were, you know? no, no chairs would have turned around for that. <laughs> no, you know, and, you know, it would have been typical Everton. He celebrates the goal and he's gone for the season, you know. But uh, no, look, um, I actually think it's of benefit to Everton the way people are going on about him. In that mm. he has to he has to prove a point and stuff because at the end of the day, in today's kind of transfer market, the money that we paid is is pittance. I, I know it's you know silly thing to say, but you look at some of the other uh, transfers that's happening around the club and around the league, should I say? You know, and he has to prove it to himself. And if he does prove it to himself, and, and then the likes of commentators are saying, you know. It means that he's done a good job for us, Joe, which means he's mm-hmm. got a few goals for us. And he seems to have really settled in well. All the all the talk is that, you know, he's settled in very quickly and you know, he, he seems to be a good addition to the squad and, and he certainly every time you see him in either training videos or whatever, he's smiling. So it's always great to see a player smiling, you know, and it just it kind of there seems to be a really, really good team spirit. Uh, within within the club, you know, which which is a good thing, and, and it can only help the club itself. But he's some pace, and uh, it's something that we've lacked for a long, long time. You know, other wingers that we've had at the club would always cut inside, or but he just, as you said, just rightly said, Joe, uh, he puts his head down and he's gone, and uh, he put in the ball there early, early doors in the Leeds game. Now Dom was unlucky not to get on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of way, but like that's the service that you want for Dom. And as I say, if Dom had been a bit maybe more match fit, who knows? He might have gotten on to the end of it. But he, 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 so far he's been a great signing for us, and, and long may he continue playing the way he has been. Just get his goal celebration sorted. Yeah, exactly. That's brutal. I wasn't even a slide. I don't know what it was. It's like fucking big David as well. I don't know what we went down. But uh, think about him, Rich as well. Look, we've been crying out for for last year two years maybe serious serious pace and, and this lad has it in space yeah I mean it's just exactly that it's something that we haven't had for so long as Chris mentioned it's something someone who get us off our seats you know get the ball run at defences he is pace he's trickery he's direct you know and it's it, it's it's a pleasure to watch, you know, because you see him pick him up and you just think danger straight away. So yeah. defences are going to be worried about him, you know, and I suppose from his point of view, coming into a new club as well, to get a goal early as well, it's just a weight off the, off the back as well, you know, helps to build confidence. Fans are on his side, you know, chanting his name. There's no major song like with most Everton players, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, a, a brilliant start. I, I don't know. I, don't watch a whole lot of German football, but seemingly that was the story in Germany. Started really well as well and kind of faded off. And 
like like anyone, look, it's consistency. No matter what the price tag is, I suppose it's about kind of making sure that you're doing it. But um, yeah, look, we can't ask for any more so far, and it's just kind of keep going. And I'm sure as if his confidence is, is going and with Benitez having signed him and then trusting confidence in him as well, you know, made a difference after coming on the other night as well. So look, it's, it, it, it's all positive, you know, so he, he has a point to prove, especially to, to get a move to a club like us, you know, coming from Leicester and then to Leverkusen, you know, and to end up at, to end up at Everton, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the value it's a, it's a big, big move for him. And it's probably his, as you said, his last chance to get it playing at a, at a top club so he's 25 you know so he's still a good number of years ahead of him so mm. all going well we'd be able to get the best out of him you know for the next five six years hopefully yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed got a great start to his career really is um, we go on to Dom now Chris um, I've seen a few messages and stuff kind of across the two games uh, saying that oh, he needs 10 chances to get two goals now but uh, listen, Chap scored two goals in two games. So, I mean, as a striker, you can't really go wrong there. I know he missed a couple, of, especially the the one where the Wobby passed him in. He, he should have finished that. Whatever about the one earlier, the keeper made a save. But uh, I know you touched on it earlier. It's just his, his one-on-ones kind of let him down. Yeah, look, it's now... Uh... It's no secret that that seems to be a part of the game he needs to brush up on. And knowing Dom himself, he, he's well aware that he'd be frustrated with himself in training that he didn't put one of them away and kill the mm-hmm. game off. We can, we can count on... Let's go back to last season. We, he had one at Leeds where we, the car ray broke the length of the pitch and he could have made a 3-1. We hung on at the end there last year, but he could have made a 3-1. Old Trafford at the end of half time, he... He had a one-on-one, he could have put one away. So there's numerous examples, but all, stri- all strikers do miss chances, you know. Just the strikers in probably some of the top clubs would probably get four or five chances a game where in the last couple of seasons we haven't created a whole lot. Signs are looking good this season that he might get two or three chances in a game, hopefully. But uh, in other years, where we've been, especially last year, I think his, his goal return was really good considering like 16 goals, the way we were playing. And he was feeding off scraps, let's be honest. You know, there were some away games last year where we'd one shot on target, two shots on target, and we got ahead and we held on. So, you know, it was probably two seasons ago I was calling him a championship striker. You know, he's rubbish. <laughs> you know, we need support. It shows how far he's come on, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's quick. He's quick. His hold-up play is really good. He's lethal in the air, you know. So he's improved on all those aspects of his game, and it's just maybe that little bit of composure in the one-on-one situations where he needs to just, just maybe take emotion over and just be cold and be ruthless. Mm-hmm. He's always going to get comparisons, and you know, Lukaku is the obvious one. Like he'd generally he'd be burying any chance he got near enough to goal. He's lethal. And you, you, you know, the question is, can you coach that? Can you teach that? Or is it just instinct? You mm. know what I mean? I, I don't know. Of course, you can work on it and improve on it in certain situations. But, you know, the rate of development and improvement in him in the last couple of years, I'm sure it's something he's definitely going to be working on. He had a great one away at West Ham last year when he went through and he stuck it away. So that's what you'd be expecting of him. But, Look, hopefully a bit of it is he, he hasn't really had any full training. This is his first week back training. He's carrying a toe injury. He's 
that kind of bit of match sharpness and with match sharpness I think comes mental sharpness as well so he might be just mm-hmm. thinking a yard off the pace but you know just let's just hope he just keep creating the chances for him and um, you know we're getting plenty and the goals have been spread around which is good as well you know Gray is chipping in Townsend yeah. and Corey so that's good for Charleston so Hopefully we're not solely dependent on him this year because he will go through a and a lot of most strikers do. They go through a patch of five or six games where they don't score, then they might get five or six in the space of four or five games. It just happens different runs of form. So if he isn't on it, it's good there is other lads there that are able to stick the ball away and you know contribute as well. But look, I mean we have to be realistic. Who are we going to get that's any better? for a 10th place team at the minute mm. we'd have to spend mega money to get an improvement on Dom and let's be honest anybody we're in for is just going to go and sign for Inter Milan anyway so what hope <laughs> have we got really it's probably the best we can get at the minute so mm. look yeah. now let's hope it's frustrating in the heat of the moment when you're under pressure or watching it and you know you have a chance to go 3-1 up and take the pressure off you're pulling your hair out well, you you are Joe. The three of us, that all left scratching the head. But, <laughs> but in hindsight, when you calm down, you, you know you just it is what it is. Let's just hope he can improve on it. You know. Yeah, I think. Listen, it, it's hypercritical of him, Collie. But this, this chap has has uh, like progressed every single year. Like like his goals. So um, listen, we have to keep thinking. I think he's still only. 23, 24. So, one thing I actually just have written down here, he's on pen shooting now, Connie. So, I'm, I'm expecting to get 20 plus goals this season. Yeah, I'm glad he's on pens, Joe, because uh, he, 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 he's he's very good at penalties. Um, he took a few down through the seasons and I don't, don't think he ever missed. Um, but that, like the short run up and, and, and the penalty he took against Leeds, um, yeah, he, he should. And with the pace of Gray as well, you know, um, we should be getting a, a few more penalties possibly than we, we have done in previous seasons. So, we'll all bode well. But yeah, I, I can see Dom getting hitting the 20-plus mark uh, this season. I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I think he's just... It's not a confidence thing with him, Rich. It's just uh, he needs to work on that finishing. That, like Chris said, be, be clinical and lethal and just put your laces through, as I say. Just bury them. But, but I mean... We uh, just going on what we've seen so far and going against what, what he finished with last season and the way we played last season, you know, that we seem to be a lot more attacking, you know, that we have a lot more outlets and stuff. So we get get more supply for him as well. So there's no reason why he can't be matching it. Chris mentioned about kind of strikers going on droughts as well, which is why I think it's a great thing as well to have him on penalties to try to break those droughts and kind of just pick you up, you know, and it just kind of gets you back into the scoring as well and it keeps things ticking over. So I think that'll kind of help keep confidence so that you're not getting into a rut of five, six games without scoring that you might get a penalty and just kind of knock it out of it. But I mean, so far we've had 31 shots at goal and 14 of them on target. So we seem to be a little bit more attacking. Obviously this stage last season we were scoring for fun, but you know, we, we all saw how that planned out. But I think this is more sustainable the way that we have with, with the options that we have as well. So we seem to be, have that balance, you know, that we didn't have before where we have good outlets and with Gray, with, with Richarlison, you know, that we have good uh, Luca Dean as well. We've great supply for Dom. So there's no reason why he can't kick on. Yes, there's these ones that he's... First one, I don't blame him at all. You know, 
hit the target. It was it, it came to him quick, and it's keeper probably didn't even know a whole pile about it to be honest. Just kind of threw, threw himself down. He was too close. But uh, second one, yeah. But then you, you, Chris mentioned Lukaku there as well. That the comparison, and you know, keeper managed to save one from him right under the bar, the header the following day, and you say. Strikers miss, you know, they, they do miss chances. And it's just about making sure that, he's, that it's not playing on his mind. Scratch it off, go again, and at least he comes out today and he's 2-2 two and two, and that you build on it for Saturday and, you, and you're going in with a clean slate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, not being hypercritical of him, I just thought there was a few, uh, oh, I should have done this, should have had a hat-trick, but listen, he's, he's getting into them positions, which uh, he always does. But like you said, Rich, we need this supply to keep coming to him. So, so the chances will keep coming his way. Right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll talk to Michaela uh, just after the break. And when we come back, we'll uh, touch on the win against Huddersfield in the Carabao Cup and look forward to Brighton. So, we'll talk to you in a few minutes, folks. This is Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome back, folks. And today we're going to talk to Michaela once again about the uh, Everton ladies team and all the things that are going on there. Afternoon, Michaela. Hello, how are you? All good, all good. How's things? Not too bad. Looking forward to the new season? Yes, very much so. Uh, it's Sunday week, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming up Sunday. soon enough. Man City, uh, BBC as well, so it'll be all yeah, tuned in. The tickets have gone up on sale, so if anyone is interested, you can head on over to the Everton website and there'll be, in- uh, there'll be information there. Very good. What's our tickets, by the way? So uh, for it's eight pounds for an adult, and then under 16 are four pounds. But even at that, there's discounts available for official members and season ticket holders. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah, so that's cheap enough. Go along, folks. And it's in Goodison Park as well, so all the better. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, Everton Women's Supporters Club. Uh, some yep. new summer signings and a couple of ones we haven't covered already. Yeah. And then a couple of pre-season games. Okay, so just the women's Everton Women's Supporters Club, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, the official Everton Women's Supporters Club are looking for new members. If anyone is interested, it's free to join and you can follow them on social media. I think it's at Everton Women's Supporters Club. And to become a member, you can just email, uh, Julie is her name, at ewsc2007 at gmail.com. And I just want to say a massive thanks to Julie for all her support so far. Yeah, yeah, I seen a couple of tweets going out last week, aren't Very good. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of interest actually in the women's game. So tomorrow we can do it to help it along, the better. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I presume you're a member already. <coughs> yeah, me, I'm a member, member and it's a great thing to be a part of. So if anyone yeah. would be interested, it'd be great to join. Yeah. Did you have Facebook page? Yeah. They have all different social medias. Okay. Well, get out there and join up. So okay. Uh, now a couple of new summer signs uh, in the last couple of days. Yeah. So I think first I'll just mention the ones that I haven't. Oh, said yeah. yes because I have mentioned a few but there's just two that I haven't mentioned and then we signed two more since I was last speaking on the podcast so the fifth summer signing uh, was German international defender Leonie Maye on a two-year deal until the end of June 2023 she joined upon the expiry of her contract with Arsenal where she spent the last two seasons playing and she's an experienced and talented defender who has won the 2013 UEFA European Championship with Germany with Germany and one gold at the 2016 Rio Olympics. So another great signing that we've had Yeah, here. very experienced, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's that's great to see. And then the sixth summer signing was actually an Irish international goalkeeper, uh, oh. Courtney Brosnan, who we signed on a one-year deal. 
Now she's New Jersey, New Jersey born, but she's played for Irish for Ireland internationally, and she okay. joined upon she joined upon the expiry of her contract with West Ham, where she played for the past two seasons, and she had she has made sixteen appearances in the WSL, where she secured three clean sheets in six appearances last campaign. Um, the American, the American-born goalkeeper, first represented Ireland at under-17 level and also earned caps for the under-19s. She made her Irish debut. She made her Ireland senior debut in March 2020, where she kept a clean sheet. So, nice, nice, nice to have an Irish touch in there. Yeah, it's lovely to have. Lovely. Uh, what age is she? Sorry. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So she's twenty-five years old. Okay. Happy days. And another signing just the other day, yesterday, I think, a Swedish girl. Um, yeah, so we've also signed the highly rated Swedish international midfielder, Hannah Benison, who, like the other two Swedish internationals that we signed this summer, she's also from Rosengard. Mm. Um, she signed for a six-figure sum, which is a club record fee, uh, on wow. a four-year deal until June 2025. Excellent. Yeah, amazing stuff. She made her senior debut with Sweden just one month after turning 17 which is already a crazy accomplishment and yeah. now now she's only 18 and she has a reputation as one of the most exciting talents in world football so she'll Excellent. be amazing to have everything yeah 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 something really to look out for to see her play yeah exactly uh, any more summer signs or is that it just seems um, to be buying a lot of players by the way yeah, <laughs> yeah we we've signed um an icelandic international goalkeeper as well uh, Cecilia ran ruin our daughter. I'm sorry if I messed up that that name, okay. but um, on a three-year deal from a Swedish club, where she will remain on loan for the rest of the year before joining the Blues in January 2023. Now, despite her only being 18, she has been capped three times by Iceland, so I'm really excited to see what she has for offer as well come January. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's well, probably ten, nine or ten new signings, is it? Yeah, I think nine, nine altogether. Wow. Wow. I think we said it in the very first podcast that there's a lot of transfer activity in the women's game. I mean, it's lean, like it's nuts. The amount yeah, of transfer. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so. anyway, uh, move on to the pre-season games. There have been a couple in the last week. Yeah, so uh, we maintained the unbeaten pre-season record, which is great. When we beat Aston Villa 3-1, it was an excellent display yet again from us. It was an excellent display yet again from the Blues, who are now in Scotland preparing for the start of the season. Um, they're doing several intense training sessions to try and build up fitness for the opening game of the season and they'll be rounding up the week in Scotland with a final pre-season game versus Hibernian on Saturday. Oh, very good. Oh, and then it's all build up to the, the first match of the season. Yeah, big game. Yeah, yeah. yeah excellent. Listen, McCann, thanks very much. Again, I'm, I'm actually really excited now to watch this, especially because it's like it's the first matches in Gordeson and on TV. Yeah, and it, it will be a tough game as well, so we'll get to see the girls mm. having a big challenge as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And all the new signings getting a go. Yes. <laughs> Have 18 players on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, listen, we'll talk to you next week and we'll do the big build-up to Man City. Yeah, thanks a million. Thanks, bye. Bye. Welcome back, folks. Another interesting part there with Michaela. Uh, I know she's really, really looking forward to the start of the season next week. Like I said, it's on BBC One uh, Sunday week. So uh, Man City, big, big, big kickoff for the ladies' game. Okay, now we're going to uh, look back on the Carabao Cup win against uh, Huddersfield. 
Uh, no, we said, Colin, when we seen the team sheet, that a lot of these players, uh, all you actually thought was good to see, uh, like, major changes. Some people are giving out that you don't change, uh, like, a good team. But I think these these games are ideal opportunity to give fringe players, if you want to call them, a chance. And uh, to be honest, not many of them took the chance. It was it was very poor. Um, there's two ways to look at that, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, people say you're taking a chance either staying in the cup or putting out... A, well, there was nine changes from the Leeds mm. game. I actually didn't think... we. I, I thought we started quite well, um, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, we, we seemed to be... We, I felt we controlled a bit. I thought Nkonku done quite well in the fourth... In the first 20, 25 minutes, he was bombing up and down the left wing there. He obviously went 3-5-2. Uh, didn't think John Joe Kenny covered himself in any glory. I possibly could see John Joe on the way out before next Tuesday. Um, and then we got the goal. Terrific goal. Tom Davis done really well. And, and obviously, a name you mentioned already quite a lot in this pod, Alex Awobi, stepped up and, and toe-poked it in. And it was a great finish. And then, within... Minutes we were storming up the pitch again. Keane latched onto the ball, pinged it top corner of the net. Perfect goal for me. Mm. But it just shows you how football, you know, there's there's small little uh, small little things that happen in a football match that can change the whole game, you know. So for me, and this is just my opinion, I don't think he was offside, and I think if Barr was in there, Barr would have ruled him onside. He scores for me a legitimately good goal it's ruled out his head gets thrown the whole team then mentality seems to just dip Huddersfield storm back into into the into the game give their fans a a, a, a reason to cheer the crowd then got on, on the backs they got the equalising goal just before half time and came out second half when they were just as strong as they were finishing the first half but he obviously got the second goal then. It was a terrific uh, goal. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, in relation to the clean sending off, I initially said no, shouldn't have been sent off. But no, I've seen, seen, seen the picture but, then afterwards. Yeah, I've seen the images. Yeah, deserved mm. to go. Uh, silly. But again, that's in petulance, Joe. I would suggest he's, he's only a young lad. Not making an excuse for him, but he shouldn't have done that. But look, um, great second goal. And... and Look, we, we've done enough just to see it out, you know. And the main thing about that game is that we're in, in the half of the next round, Joe, and we, we go down to London and face QPR in the fourth round. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's that just just get, get in the hat. And like that, Rich, give these lads a chance. And I suppose apart from, uh, I thought Tom Dave's done very well. And like, but uh, apart from him and maybe in Concord, I don't think anyone else really shone, shone through. Nothing major, I suppose. No, um, no. I, I personally, I thought Keane had started well for the first half hour or so. You know, mm. that he had a, had a couple of decent runs and he held the ball up well, and then he had to go chalked off. And just to go back to the sending off, I suppose I thought frustration kind of crept in. You know, from John Joe Kenny thumping balls over his head. You know, and just chasing mm. you know ridiculous balls against the against the bang average Huddersfield side who had made six changes themselves. You know, so I mean. As much as it's all about getting in the hat as well, you want to be doing a little bit more, making it a bit easier on ourselves. You know, it's good to get 
lads involved and to make him feel part of it. And I think Benitez came out today and he said he gave Holgate the, the armband to make him feel kind of part of it, that he hadn't played the last day and he wanted to show how much, how important he was to the group and stuff like that mm-hmm. as well. Um, so in in some senses, yes, it, you're definitely right to get him out. But then as well, I suppose we didn't have a big pre-season that there's an opportunity to get another game into people. We have a break after Saturday as well. So when we're just fresh and we're trying new things it can be another game to try to, to, to just gel things together you don't want injuries and things but sometimes you just need to kind of and it's easy to say in hindsight because personally I would have been all kind of saying right make the changes give fellas a chance to put themselves in the shop window or play themselves into fans but when it doesn't turn out you're kind of saying shit should we just kind of stay with our strongest and uh, get our mm-hmm. first team as, as right as possible but look it's it's done I thought uh, Dina was good when he came on Gray was good so it's 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 um yeah it's it's all about getting 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 in the getting in the hat. Gabamon as well, seven hundred and thirty-eight days since he first started a game, completed ninety minutes. Probably wasn't great, but it just shows as well why he hasn't been involved in the Premier League because it's such a difference in pace and stuff. And it's look, it's ninety minutes under in, in into the legs and it'll it'll help him and that's kinda the most important thing about the night for him as opposed to performance and everything. But all in all, I suppose there's not a whole pile that we would have learn from anybody else you know I don't think anyone mm. set the light I thought and Conco as well was, was, was very bright first half but after that kind of faded out so um, yeah I mean look it's it's early rounds of the cup and it's, it's really hard to read in too much into it yeah exactly like I said just get into that uh, think about these matches Chris there, there's a couple of things one are potential analysis games like embarrassing which we, we kind of seem to do well in this competition but one, you don't want to get uh, players injured early on in the season. So maybe the changes were, like I said, I was glad to see them, but too many changes couldn't settle players as well. For sure. like I'm just glad we're through, to be honest, Joe, because I was fearing the worst when I seen the starting lineup. Like, you know, some of these lads, it's okay, you know, a Tom Davis coming in for a game or Hogate coming in for a game or whatever, but when you're putting so many players together that haven't played together and mm. that are a mixture of players coming back from injury, 23s players, like they haven't played together at all. So there was never going to be much chemistry there or much of a fluidity, I guess, you know, mm. although I do feel we started the game well. And if we had a went 2-0 up, I think that probably would have been, would have been enough for us. And it might've been a different game completely, but, um, it was just a lot of players there that aren't, you know, first team level. You can really see the gap up from, we would say, 23 level to even championship. I think a lot of our players had a real hard time defensively. And Konku, I think he was found out a good few times. Like Brantwaite didn't set the world alight. Kenny, okay, nothing major, didn't make any major mistakes. Hogate. Not great. Kane probably at fault for the goal. Lost his man again. Didn't know where he was. And then in front of him, like Davis, squad player, you know, Townsend. He started the season relatively well. Mm. Great goal. I thought he was fairly poor in general. Other than that, Moise Kane doesn't want to be there. As, as you know, as much as I think he has probably potential, he doesn't want to be with us. So he's you know looking for a move. So he's playing. So it's just Gabamon, as you said, it's his first game in two years. He's never going to be flying up and down. Or it takes 
you know, it takes so long to build match fitness and match sharpness. So just getting 90 minutes under the belt for so long for him has been, is really, really good. And although he got caught on the ball a few times, he showed a few promising signs as well with his size, his strength and his willingness to sort of play forward a lot, you know, mm-hmm. didn't always come off, but you can see he has something about him. Probably a couple of months to get 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 fit, but um, the subs made a difference to us as well. You know, look yeah. the red card. I've seen the photo. It you can't put your hands on someone's neck, and it was a red card, and it was stupid. And that's probably the last act Moise Keane is going to have for us. Luckily enough, you know we we are we kind of feared the worst. Then with thirty minutes to go, ten men their crowd were up and they were looking dangerous. But I thought we the subs made a big difference. We got bit of a foothold in the in the game. They didn't get through us a whole lot. Lucas Dean settled it down. Gomez got on the ball a bit. Gray offered us that outlet so they couldn't pin us in. So I think we just settled down and it was a really, really well worked goal. It looked like we weren't going anywhere out on the sideline with Dean and Gomez, but Iwobi again done really well to hold the ball and lay it off. And it was a brilliant finish from Townsend coming in off the right to, to meet it and stick it in the roof of the net. So Great goal, and just delighted to get through. But um, you know, with QPR in the next round, we're probably going to have to be a bit stronger in our lineup. Probably have a few more first teamers there, because um, you know, on paper, there's a lot of lads for that aren't up to it. There, a few need moving on. A few are at twenty trees. A few of them need loans. A few of them are probably squad players. So I think it just highlights the lack of quality we have outside our first eleven, twelve, or thirteen. Mm. and let's hope that a few of those guys will be moved on and we will add two or three more players to the squad and we'll be able to rotate a bit less ahead of the QPR game but all in all like we would have lost that game probably after that red card in the last few years mm. and especially with our record in the cup I know we've we've hit the quarterfinals the last two years but in general it's we generally just embarrass ourselves in it yes. team no matter what division they're in we always make hard work of it so Really, really pleased that they seem to stay calm and the subs again, as you said, Benitez done well with the, with the subs at the right times and we stayed calm and we stuck to our, our guns and we showed some fight and character and we a little bit of quality shone through. So overall, I was just delighted to get through in the end. Yeah, I think that's the main. Just just get into that. Just one thing, uh, it was mentioned in uh, commentary, I listened to the match on uh, Everton website and Snod said which which is true that these lads there's no reserves anymore so a lot of these lads aren't playing games during the week or from one week to the next so uh, it's it's probably as much as you can do things in training they're not actually playing games so I think this is the only chance for these most of them to, to actually get a game and uh, I think it showed because they're a bit I don't know just just no one, Sean, but like I said, apart from Tom Davis and maybe in Conquer, but the rest of them were just bang average. So, anyway, shoot the hat, into the hat, sorry, shoot the next round and QPR away, which I think is the week of the 21st, 22nd. So, uh, another hard away one. Okay, Carl, we move on to uh, Brighton on Saturday. Another, another tough, tough away game because like, they have two wins out too. And uh, I know Chris touched on it earlier. Uh, Two rock solid old style defenders, Duffy and Dunk. So it's going to be hard to score down there. Yeah, we, we certainly have a, a game on our hands on Saturday, Joe. And I don't think Brighton should be uh, 
um, misunderstood or, or you know because it will be hard to come away with, with anything from Brighton but I think we should have enough just about to, to take all three points um, they have that, that uh, midfielder as well Basuma um, he's class. That's class player. Yeah, he really is. He really class, is. Yeah. He is class. And Mope, I believe, is struggling for fitness. Possibly may not play on, on Saturday. Um, going on the news today. But mm. look, it's only what day is it today? It's, tor- it's what is it, Thursday today. So who knows what happened over the next 48 hours. But, you know, I wasn't positive going to, for us going to Leeds last week. But I have to say, I am positive this week, Joe. Uh, I think... Uh, Chris said something earlier on the podcast about Keane and, and whether Keane will come back in. And I think possibly he could be bang on with, with the selection, with uh, obviously with Duffy and, and his other centre-half there, you know, from, from corner kicks. Keane could be the best man to actually play, you know, the kind of way. And himself mm-hmm. and Mina could start. Shame is on the right, Dina on the left. Um, I, I would suggest Alan and Dakari with uh, Richardson, Dom and... and, and Gray again, possibly the same starting lineup as, as it was last week. So I I I, I feel we've enough to, to take the uh, three points away and, and go into the international break on a on a happy note. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, uh thing about Chris or sorry Rich, that these these lads are, I watched the match last week and the confidence is sky high in that team. I mean they really, really are so confident and I'm not I don't want to miss bad on him, but Malpe, I hope he's out because he's the danger man. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's their that's their big threat at the minute. Anyway, I know he went off last week, and there's talks of it. So, so we wait and see. Um, mm. Yeah, but I mean, Brighton were very good last season. They just lacked that front man. You know that they created so many opportunities. They just didn't have someone to put the ball in the net for them. Um, we've never won down there in the Premier League either. You know, we've to go back to 1983 since we won down at Brighton. So, I mean, it's a long time. We just don't. I suppose they haven't been in the league that long, but still, it's four or five times down, and we and we haven't won. So, not a happy hunting ground for us. But yeah, you know, you know what you get from from Potter from the last couple of years. Like they're well organised, they they build up, and then you know, and and they try to get in behind. But you know, if you've Connolly up front, he'll he'll huff and puff. You know, so you'd hopefully, you know, I personally, if if Godfrey's available, that I would put him in. He'd be you know, stronger and probably have the pace to match him as well, you know, and I just, my fate, Michael Keane is gone, to be honest, you know, that'd be, that'd be mine. And I know it's, it's harsh on him to say, because you don't know how he'll react from it, but I, I, I think he needs it, needs a bit of time out. But um, yeah, I mean, said Duffy and Dunk, they were very good two seasons ago as well. And then Duffy had a, had a nightmare of the season last season. So again, it, it, it's, it's form, you know, and as you said that they're, they're coming into it on the back of three wins under Spain. If you take their mid their midweek win as well, I think two clean sheets out of it, out out of, out of the three as well. So not to be taken for granted for sure. You know, I think I think it'll be really tough. And again, it's just going back to the difficulty of winning away that it's going to be you know in, in the league again this year that it's it, it's we're really going to have to grind it out and uh, and to, and to try to pull something special out. Yeah, yeah. I know you're going to the game, Chris. So uh, hopefully it's a good trip and three points for the. Uh... Like I said, I, I know Richie mentioned there, Aaron Connolly. Uh, this chap has all the pace in the world, but he's a headless chicken. The chap just cannot score to save his life. So, no, no, jinx it. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Get on him, score first anyway. But uh, they, they, they kind of huff and puff, and they're, like, they're solid enough, but without being spectacular. They just they're very well organised, and they all know their roles. They're very well coached. You know, they, it's mm. common knowledge that they. They play really good football. They tried to play it the right way. 
and it's, it's credit to them because on paper, look, Basuma is a really good player, but from one to eleven, we probably have a much better, much better team, and they have no fear whether they're playing Man City or whoever. They just stick to their plan and they go and they play their football, and you know, so fair play to them with possibly inferior players. They play a really good brand, um. They create an awful lot of chances, and yeah, I think it's pretty common knowledge that if they had a really top top striker up front, they'd probably be a lot higher up the table. Mm. But um, yeah, look, we never really tend to do well down the south coast. Like Barmouth, we tend to get turned over. Southampton, we've took a few hidings down there. We haven't won at Brighton as as Richie rightly touched on since they got promoted. So we tend to make hard work of it down there. But um, I, I fancy us. I fancy us personally. Um, I just feel we're, we'll have a game plan. We'll be well organised. We'll be disciplined. We'll know what to expect from them. And we just seem to focus a bit more on what we're going to do as opposed to just stopping the opposition, which I felt last year. It was just how we're going to limit the opposition. And then we'll try and be strong from set pieces and take our chances when we get it. I just feel we have a bit more about us this year. We'll be well drilled. We'll know what to expect from them and we'll have a plan. Um, look, as, as I said before, the two lads centre-back are solid and even their full-backs, Webster and you now Basuma in midfield, they've Tretz, Trossard, Mopoy. There's some really good players. We know Lalana can be steady when he comes in as well. So they're, they're really well, well drilled side. Knock it around well, but they can be got at. Like the two lads, they don't have pace, Duncan. Uh, mm. Duffy, you know, so we, we certainly have a, enough pace, whether a Wobie gets in or not, if he recovers from his adductor, I think it was, um, whether he's fit or not is another thing. So between him, Richarlison, Gray and Dom, we certainly have enough pace to get in behind. And we know they're going to have probably 60, 65% of possession. Might be the best watch, but it's just about when we do turn the ball over and we do win it in midfield being able to transition quickly and hit them when they get caught a bit high up the pitch and get in behind them, you know. So, certainly, it'll be a really open game. I'm expecting a good few goals. I just don't see us keeping a clean sheet. As I said, I think Michael Kane will play and possibly Mina as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it could be really entertaining. And, yeah, as, as you said, I'm heading down myself. Thankfully, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's nice to be going in unbeaten, going down there. You're always more... You know, when you're going yourself, it's it's going to be great. You know, a nice sunny day down the south coast, a few beers and sold out 3,000 uh, away yeah. end as usual. So hopefully it'll be a really good atmosphere and we give a good count of ourselves going into the, the international break. You know, it'd be great to be on um, seven points from three games. I think that'd be a, a really promising start. And hopefully then we'll be able to add one or two coming up the deadline day, which will just carry the momentum into a, into a home game against Burnley then after the break. So, yeah, positive signs. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Indeed. I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I think it'll be similar to the Leeds game, just like an old blood and snots kind of decent game of football. And once we have a decent ref to let it go, we should see a good game. Well, we can hit the predictions then. Start with you, Carl. Uh, also positive. 3-1 with uh, we'll dominate the score too. You want to call it? Okay, Rich. Again, a penalty as well, I think. Hey, um, yeah, I think I think we'll win as well. Um, it's time we broke our duck down. I'm going to go two one. 
New one for Richie. Okay, Chris. Chris is actually leading the prediction. Early doors yet, but I think Chris is top of the old prediction table. So quit while you're ahead, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go for three two for us. Three two high score. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna be a late winner for us into the away end and Lynn's carnage. Yeah, <laughs> Black and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm going to go with same street. It's going to go 2 1 because I just can't see us keep the clean sheet at the moment. Lads. I just cannot see how we're going to keep a clean sheet with the way uh, two centre halves are playing. So we have to score twice to win the game at every time now. So 2 1 for me. Um, again, I hope it's like a high score in the game, as Chris said. But if it's 1 0 and it stinks the place out, I'll take that as well going into the break. All right, boys. Thanks very much for today. Cheers, lads. Uh, Chris, Chris, enjoy your trip down. Hope you come doing back. Doing my safety. best, boys. We're doing my best. Yeah. Thanks very much, yeah. boys. Right. See you, boys. Take it easy. Bye, bye. See you, lads. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.